Hi there. I hope you find great value in the episode that I'm about to share with you. Before we start, I want to thank you for your precious attention and take this opportunity to invite you to consider joining my next Entrepreneur's Awakening Mastermind program. I'm only accepting eight business leaders and it's filling up fast. If you're curious, visit awakeforward.com right now to learn more and apply to join. Okay, on with the episode. Hey there. With this episode, I'm introducing a new Too Long Didn't Read or TLDR format. The TLDR episodes will be short and provide you with actionable coaching that you can apply to your life and business right away. Back in episode one, around the 38 minute mark, I spoke about seven rarely discussed reasons that most first time founder CEOs fail. These are the true reasons behind the reasons commonly blamed for failure. And what they all have in common is that they're linked to subconscious biases or beliefs. What I mean by that are the beliefs and biases adopted before we are even 18 years old that we're not even aware are affecting our judgment. We all have them. In fact, almost anything that had a significant emotional impact on you during childhood that has not been worked out in therapy can cause a belief or bias that you're so used to that you don't even know you have it. Under normal circumstances, these scars may just add character and don't cause any problems. But the role of a founder CEO is a true pressure cooker that can amplify subtle biases into serious issues. This is why I believe that carefully targeted psychological change work throughout a founder's journey is so critical. In this episode, I'll provide you with two tools that you can start using today to prevent one of the most common biases that can cause a first-time founder CEO to fail. The cause? Unhealthy identity level attachment to your company. This includes your role in the company, the company's mission, and the public perception of the brand. Minutes from now, you'll have a roadmap for maintaining healthy attachments at each stage of the company and a game-changing mindset that you can adopt right away. So let's dive in. Here's the TLDR. Most founders I've coached relate to their company as their baby. I certainly did. While it's critical in the early stage for a founder to merge with their newborn startup like a mother merges with a newborn baby, it's just as critical that the founder individuates from their company as it grows up. If a founder doesn't, a whole host of success-threatening issues emerge over time. In fact, most of the issues I'm hired to resolve at the Series A or later stage are symptoms stemming from the founder's identity being intertwined with their role and the company. It's worth noting that I have never once worked with a founder who could see this cause and effect before I pointed it out to them. It truly lives in your blind spot. I will now introduce a mindset and a mental model that you can use to diagnose, prevent, manage, and even remediate your attachment without necessarily needing professional help. After listening to this, you'll be able to start noticing how attached you are and the issues your attachment may be causing. The sooner you start working with these tools, the better. I will start by introducing a life-changing mindset that you can adopt right away. Here it is. Start identifying yourself as a serial entrepreneur, not a startup founder who plans to take their company all the way. 
The goal of the serial entrepreneur is to birth, parent, and graduate one company every five years or so. They have no intention of holding an operational role one day longer than necessary. Even if this is your first company and you haven't even considered creating a second, let alone a third company, I recommend that you start adopting this goal right away. There's no downside and oh, so much upside. Here's a comparison illustrating the difference between someone who identifies as a serial entrepreneur and someone who identifies as a startup founder who wants to take their company all the way. Founder CEO Jerry experiences himself as a serial entrepreneur and is looking for opportunities to disengage with the company as it grows. This leader will be focused on creating systems and processes that preserve the culture as it scales while delegating to and empowering their hires. Because Jerry's sense of self-worth is not tied to taking the company all the way, he is free to make the best decisions for the company, even if the brand must pivot to a direction that isn't aligned with their original mission. With this mindset, his incentives are more aligned with the investors, which reduce the most common friction points a founder tends to have with their board. At the right time, Jerry will hire a CEO to replace him. Compare Jerry's story to Michael's story. First-time founder Michael latches on to the social status that comes with the founder's title and company mission. Michael's goal is to maintain a C-level role and control of the company's direction for as long as possible, ideally through acquisition. He has a lot of his conscious and unconscious attention on influencing the company's direction to meet his personal ambitions. This leads to a bias toward hiring people who are aligned with his personal goals. Because his sense of self-worth and ego identity is tied to the company, Michael will have a bias against decisions to take the company in a direction that doesn't fit his self-image, even if it's the best choice for the company. This puts him out of alignment with the board and sometimes even the executive team, and if the company then misses its growth goals for a few quarters, he will likely be fired. And if you're wondering, while this isn't exactly my story, it's a little too close for comfort. Think about it for a moment. Are you currently indexing more toward Jerry or Michael? There's a well-documented research project that supports my recommendation. Regardless if you currently identify more with Michael or Jerry, here's a model you can use to strike the right balance. Hi there, please excuse this interruption, but I wanna take this opportunity to invite you to join the next Entrepreneur's Awakening Mastermind program. As I said before, I'm only accepting eight business leaders and it's filling up fast. So if you're curious, visit awakeforward.com right now to learn more and apply to join. Okay, back to the episode. Step one bears repeating. First, identify yourself as a serial entrepreneur whose goal is to leave their company to start a new one every five years. My next recommendation is a mental model that takes more effort to practice, but the rewards are immediate and continue through exit. Here's an approach to limit your personal identity from merging with your role, mission, or the company brand. This is what I suggest. First, learn just enough about the stages of child development and healthy parent attachment 
to apply that model to you and your company. Here's my adoption of that model applied to startup founders. So you're the parent, the company is your child. Both of you will go through all the phases of child and parent relational development. Your goal, just as in parenting a human, you want to create a well-adjusted, self-sufficient company that can function without you. Here's a simplified analogy for the stages of child development and company development that are easy to remember. The pre-seed and seed stage of funding is equivalent to the newborn slash infancy stage of the child-parent relationship. You have to dedicate your life to keeping your company alive. The Series A stage is equivalent to the toddlerhood or childhood of the child-parent relationship. You have to start delegating and trusting others with your child, but you're still involved with and know about everything that's going on. Series B is equivalent to the adolescent stage of the child-parent relationship. You still want to know everything and exert your influence, but it's impossible. And if you try, the company will resist and maybe even rebel, just like a teenager. Series C is equivalent to the early adult stage of the child-parent relationship. This is when your child should leave home for the world. This is when I recommend you plan to leave your company in the hands of your team and move on to start a new venture. Makes sense, right? The next step is for you to decide the appropriate level of attachment for you to relinquish at each stage of the company's development. Here are my suggestions for how to apply this model. Once you have found product market fit, create a delegation roadmap. Here's a journaling and reflection process that will get you started. First, ask yourself, what areas of the company are you deeply involved in now? And now is the time where you journal out those answers. Then ask, ideally, by Series C, what areas will you be deeply involved in? Journal your answers. Next, create a delegation milestone roadmap between now and your ideal Series C situation. In each area of your involvement, set your detachment goals for each milestone. Then review them and ask, what might be emotionally or psychologically difficult about each detachment step? Try this exercise and see what you discover. Then hold yourself accountable for detaching at each milestone according to your plan. Here's an example using a product manager role. Once you have product market fit, you raise a Series A. You create milestones for delegating away product to a new VP of product. Step one, hire or promote a product manager. Step two, six months in, cut involvement by 50%. Step three, about a year in, limit involvement to executive team meetings and one-on-one -on -one quarterly performance reviews. And finally, step four, product ends up reporting to somebody else. So there's an example. Now I suggest you create a roadmap like this for each area that you need to let go of at each stage of the company. Now I'm really tempted to go into more detail at each stage, but I'm sticking to my TLDR promise. I think you can fill in the blanks. Now that you have a framework and a map, you can recognize where you are on your journey and start making course corrections. 
I will post a worksheet for the process outlined above and some bonus coaching questions in the show notes for this episode, which you can find at awakeforward.com blog. Before we wrap up, here are my summary questions for you to consider. Is your current orientation more like Jerry's story or Michael's story? Do you want to be a serial entrepreneur and plan to leave in five years or less, or the founder that sticks with their company until the end? What child development stage is your company in now? Do you think that your attachment to the company is currently healthy or unhealthy given the stage? Do you think it would be helpful for you to do the journaling exercise I've provided? Okay, if you think you're being negatively impacted by your attachment to the company, here are a few suggestions. Seek advice from advisors who have experienced unraveling their attachment to their companies. Find serial entrepreneur role models that you admire and ignore the unicorn founder CEO stories. They're called unicorns for a reason. Start working with an experienced therapist who specializes in parenting and attachment challenges. I recommend those who use the internal family systems model. I'll provide a link to a directory of therapists in the show notes for this episode found at awakeforward.com blog. Okay, that completes this TLDR episode. Thank you for considering my opinions. I hope you found them helpful. I love getting episode recommendations from friends, don't you? Who do you know that might find this information valuable? When someone comes to mind, please text them a link to this episode. Last but not least, if you want help with the challenges addressed in this episode, reach out. As you can tell, I've put a lot of thought into it and helped dozens of founders avoid the pitfalls described above. Simply email me at mc at awakeforward.com. Okay, that's it. See you next episode. Hi there. I hope you found this episode valuable. I want to take this last opportunity to invite you to consider joining the upcoming Mastermind program. If you're curious, simply go to awakeforward.com right now to learn more and apply to join. Okay, I'll see you next episode.